0: does anybody want to feel a touch of heaven tonight Hallelujah. let's lift our hands in this place Lord we thank you for your presence in this place and before we move any further in this service we just want to honor you and welcome you in to service tonight Lord, we thank you for your move tonight we anticipate Lord that you're gonna to touch hearts tonight that you're gonna to touch minds that people is gonna leave full of you tonight father and we give you all the honor and all of the glory as we worship you tonight, amen, hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, God bless you, thank you for being here to support the mixed service tonight. It's a very important ministry in our church. Thank you for supporting our young adults. Pastor asked a question last week that I hadn't really thought too much about when he was preaching about pillars. He asked, where are the future pillars of the church? And the future pillars of the church are in ministries such as this. They're in our young adults. So tonight it's about them. It's about reaching them and filling them and supporting them and praying for them and lifting them up and encouraging them. They may not do things the way we did things, but they're trying to reach a different culture now. And it's up to us to support them and be there for them and pray for them and just pour into them. And that's what tonight's about. So I want to thank you for being here. Thank you for supporting the mixed service tonight. We're anticipating a move of God. We're excited. Pastor Richard's brought the word. So we're looking forward to what the Lord's given him tonight. Amen. And everyone if that's here tonight, if you're willing and you open your heart, you're going to leave full. Because the Lord has something special for you tonight. He wants to deposit something in you that you can share to the world. Amen. So on that note, let's get out, let's shake hands, and let's welcome each other to the service tonight.
1: He's here. He's here. Come on. Lift
2: your voice. Tell him you're thankful. Tell him he's faithful. Tell him he's holy. Tell him he's great.
3: Amen. for just one second tonight can we imagine that heaven is invading this place for just a moment tonight can we fix our eyes and our thoughts upon the fact that Jesus of Nazareth who was the King of Kings and Lord of Lords he ransomed heaven he came down to earth and died on the cross rose on the third day to give us access to the Holy of Holies we can go straight To God the Father tonight, because Jesus died for you and for me. Can we just imagine for a moment? Can we just let that sink in for a moment? Can let that just invest in our hearts? Can we lift our hands for just a moment and tell the Lord, Thank you? Can we lift our hands tonight and just worship him in this place? God, I know, Lord, it's so easy in this world. We do things for a little while and, God, our attention span, it lasts about this long. But, God, let us never lose focus on the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And, God, let our lips never cease to have a praise. God, let our hearts never cease to be broken by all that you've done, God, and all that you mean to us. God, we lift up a a sound of praise. We lift up a roar of praise in this house tonight because you have been so faithful God you are so faithful God we worship you tonight and we give you praise tonight and we give you honor tonight in Jesus name in Jesus name if this was the last chance I had to praise Jesus then I'm going out with a bang because he's worthy amen amen praise God praise God tonight Praise the Lord. You can be seated tonight for just a few moments. So thankful for this awesome praise team leading us into the presence of God. I wish I could just be half as talented as this group that's up here, but unfortunately I'm not, so I'm taking up the offering tonight. You know, that's just how it kind of works, and I'm okay with that. But uh, we're so thankful to give tonight, and it's an honor to give. And like Brian said, it's an important ministry to give into the, the lives of young adults. I was driving to church today. And I saw a squirrel trying to cross the street and it came up and a car came up and kind of was passing by and the squirrel squirrel got afraid and went back. And then it tried to cross the street again and kind of saw me and and I was driving through and it saw me and went back and it just gave up trying to cross the road and get to the other side. I'm just going to tell you that this age group, my age group, it, it deals with fear. There's so much worry and stress and anxiety that comes upon us and you can call us whatever you want, but sometimes we we come up against obstacles and we see things and we kind of retreat a little bit and then we try again and and before long we just quit. But I just came to say that there is a roar that's rising from this age group, this young adult age group that's going to stand up and not just talk about being pillars and talk about grandma that was a pillar, but be pillars, true worshipers in spirit and in truth. That's our aim. That's our goal. That's the cry. I know of the Holy Spirit tonight. So give tonight, and I know you will. We're so thankful for all of, of the offerings and the generosity that is in this church and these people. God, we love you. We praise you. Thank you for these moments. Let them be a movement, God. Let them not just be a, a song that makes us feel, oh, Jesus. Not just let it be a song that makes us feel better, but, God, instead uh, 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 something that, that makes us better, God. Not just feel better, but God, we love you. We praise you. Touch every gift and every giver tonight. In Jesus' name, amen.
2: Seven, starting at verse 51, says this. It says, Then behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth quaked, the rocks were split, and the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. Coming out of the graves, of the graves after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. Right before that, it talks about how Jesus healed his spirit. veil which separated us all was torn in two. He made a way. He He made a way. For that alone, He is worthy. The Bible says to come boldly to the throne of grace. He's not a God that's waiting to just smash us with a hammer. Put a magnifying glass on us. Highlight every wrong and imperfection. But He's a God who says, Come boldly before me. We're about to sing a song that says, You made a way to enter the holy place. And just let, forget about what's going on in life. Forget about. Just enter that holy place. Because there is fullness of joy. And there is where we find our strength to go back and deal with our struggles. But there's a process see, we first have to enter the holy place. We can't deal with our circumstances without first entering the holy place. Where we get our joy where we get our strength. If we're out of alignment and not seeking his face first, everything else is is a whack.
1: the fish
4: already tonight I want to ask you to do something, if you can and if you can't that's fine, You're, you're good, I'm just going to make one invitation, I want everyone under the age of 35 under the age of 35 I want you to get out and meet me in the altar right now, real quick, just come on get ready with that first verse And I love what, what our brother said just a minute ago, what Tyler said when he, he said, God has, has made a way. He's made a way. Man, so many of us, if you're like me, you needed saved. You needed rescued. God needed to do something amazing in your life because, I mean, I was headed down the wrong road. I mean, yeah, I was raised in church my whole life, but man, I, I, I struggled and I went through stuff and, I found myself going through all kinds of junk and I was getting drawn in to all the wrong things and I needed God to make a way for me. Part of what this, this song, I've never heard it before. It's awesome. And that other one you did about pouring out the spirit. Oh my God, you come blow. Are you kidding me? I don't know how you sat there. I was sitting there just ready to run or something. That was a great song. It's unbelievable because the people of God were gathered together in a room kind of like this. And they didn't know what they were waiting on jesus just said go up there and wait i want you guys to have a heart tonight to listen to what i'm saying jesus said just go wait go tarry it's what he said the the actual king james words were tarry so they went and they tarried i think they probably sang songs they read scripture they just got in god's presence and let god touch their life Jess, I want God to touch our lives tonight. I want young adults, man. You don't know. I, I don't. I don't know you. It looks like you spent a lot of time in in art class. I don't know you, but I know that just like anyone else, you've had hurts. You have probably had disappointments. You probably have at times when you failed miserably. Everybody you love and care about, but here you are standing front and center in the middle of this altar. I'm so glad you are because what that tells me about you. Is that you're pretty smart and that God's pretty awesome because he's doing something inside your life. And he wants to do that in every inside of every single one of us that's here tonight. And this ministry, as Brian mentioned, and I thank you for that, Brian, this thing focuses on young adults. Now, I know a lot of us older folks show up and that can either be good or bad, depending on how you look at it. I think I'm pretty cool. But the thing that's important is I want you to know that this is about you is because we hurt over you and we cry over you and we pray over you. We know how difficult and hard it is out there for you. And do we do everything perfect? No way. Have we got the coolest young adult ministry on earth? I would hate to take a vote. But if you'll measure the intent of our heart, you'll say, wow, they're doing pretty good. Because Jonah, who I just met tonight, you know, kind of like get to know you. This is for you. I want you to make a connection with your purpose and your destiny and why you got in the car and drove all the way over here tonight. And the brothers and sisters that are around you, they want to connect and they want to know what they can do to be a light and a shining light, example, and even just to help to you. Mainly the most important thing, Ethan, is that I just be here. Be your friend. Support you. Love you. Alex, be there for you. Jeremy, when you need a friend, just be there. God made a way for us to have do-overs. You have such a great smile. What's your first name? India. India? Are you kidding me? That's a great name. You got the best name in the house tonight. Sorry, Christian. God has made a way. All of us to enjoy change of life. We don't have to be stuck in the patterns the enemy wants to stick us in. He wants to destroy you and knock you down. He wants to take every bit of life out of you. But God made a way. And I want you guys. Won't you? Those of you who come over here. Get in real close with these brothers and sisters. Let's just move into here together. You guys come. You're you're way up there in the aisle. Won't you move in here real good? You don't know what these folks what these folks face. You don't know how life is hard for them. And I want God to bless them and touch them. And I want God to move in their life tonight to give them great strength. So I want you, if you would, would you just take a moment, stretch your hand towards this altar. Would you begin to intercede and pray for the young adults in our church? There's a whole bunch more that aren't even here tonight, but we want to pray for the young adults. We want to pray for their ministry. We want to pray for their lives. We wanna pray that God will bless them, his purpose will unfold in them, that they will feel and sense the power of God in this house tonight. Lord, you made a way and we thank you for that. We thank you, Lord, that you care about every age group, that you know God there are different sets of problems at every stage of our lives and Lord we pray tonight for young adults we're here tonight interceding for young adults and God we want them to be blessed here we want them to walk out tonight God knowing that there is a mighty God who loves them knows where they are and wants to fix their lives and help them to grow and to become the men the women of God that you called them to be That were challenged earlier to become pillars God I'm looking at columns I'm looking at strength, I'm looking at grace that's here enough in this house to make a difference. I thank you for the grace, the mercy, and the love that comes from your throne. Lord, you made a way, you tore that veil in half because you were trying to get to your people. You didn't want sin and separation to take us away from you any longer. You wanted us so bad that you did whatever you could do You changed history. You changed everything just for us. And I know you want to move in their lives tonight. And God, I thank you for it in the name of Jesus Christ. Now I want you to sing that. I love that first verse. Sing it strong. Let God use you when you sing this. And I want us to learn it and let's sing this together with them, okay? Let's sing it together.
1: to enter the holy place, you made away you made a way for me, yesterday, to enter
4: You turn around find somebody while they're singing just find a friend somebody there just lay a hand like gently on their shoulder just begin to pray for them would you not pray for yourself but pray for one another
5: God, we honor you and thank you tonight. You've made a way for us. Brought us into your presence. Brought us right into where you could move and work in our hearts and lives. And God, we honor you and thank you for your presence. Lord, we pray. Lord, just as strategic as all this has been, God, we believe that you're not finished. That you have a word for us. that, That you want to speak something into our lives that's going to challenge us and change us and move us forward. God, to be everything that you've called us to be. Lord, we honor you and praise you and we dedicate this day, this time for you to you, God. And we give it, Lord, to you in the name of Jesus. We honor you and thank you and glorify you and honor you. If you would, you can make your way back to your seats very quickly. Don't want to disturb the spirit of the Lord. As you're making your way back to your seat. I want to say how incredible it was. And how appropriate it is to do this. This morning we had 17 people that raised their hand to ask Jesus to come into their hearts and lives. I saw on Facebook we have a a jail ministry team as well. They were at the jail yesterday, uh, Sunday or Saturday, yesterday. And 20 people gave their hearts to the Lord. That's good. We serve a good, good God. It's amazing, you know, we can come in church and sing the songs but to see people that are discovering it new every day, it's just beautiful and wonderful. And, and all praise and honor goes to God. It's, it's wonderful. A weekend like this, to have nearly 40 people that get saved. God is wonderful. If you would, you can turn to John chapter 10. We're going to be starting at uh, verse 7, reading down through verse 10. I want to share this with you really quick as we get into the word. We serve an awesome and mighty God. One that stands outside of the constraints of this world. The elements that, that this place is made out of. God stands outside of those things. He's not stuck inside of a bunch of rules and regulations in this world that we could set up to, to box him in. God is incredible and he's amazing and he's supernatural. And if I, if I delved into the heart of Of the the meticulous heart of the enemy and his strategy to attack this world and this generation it would be to simply do this and and, and turn what could be supernatural the God of all power and all grace and love and turn him into something just natural just a set of rules or uh, a a particular uh, set of regulations turn him into something that's just a part of life and not life I'm here to tell you that God is incredible, and He's amazing, and He has the ability to make a difference in your life. It's not just a, a something that we recite or think through, but God is able to move supernaturally and change your whole entire world. And the enemy is afraid that there's a generation that's going to discover that and, and figure that out and, and learn that it's not about just what we say or what we do, but there's a, a supernatural force, a power of God that can work in our hearts and lives and make a real difference. We're going to talk about that tonight. Verse 7, it says, Then Jesus said to them again, Most assuredly I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone answers me, enters by me, he shall be saved, and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes. The thief comes not the thief does not come except to steal kill and destroy but i have come that they may have life and they may have life more abundantly let's pray dear heavenly father god we honor you and thank you we don't we don't place our appreciation amiss on 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 some people or something, but God, we honor you and thank you for your presence. God, that's here. Your work that's here. God, we thank you. Lord, we want to just follow you now for the next few moments. God, that you would do something wonderful in us and speak to our hearts and lives. God, we give this time to you, Lord, praying that you will raise us up in your mighty power in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I was back a few years ago actually it's been probably 13 14 years ago I was in college one day me and the pastor were hanging out and I said hey man I've gotta, I got got to go to class I left and went to class for the day and I got out of class that day and it was a, a day like any other and and this is kind of a car story I really like cars so you know that's where my mind is some of the time so I got out of class and I got in my car and I went to leave and I was either on 4th street 5th street I, I had to come underneath take that road, go underneath the highway, and get up on 75 up in Dayton, and uh, when I got around kind of to where I was, pointed underneath this underpass, I pulled up just in time, there, a, a wreck had just happened, like, like seconds before I got there, and I, I stopped, and put the car in park, and my first thought that came in my mind was, I'm here on purpose, I'm here on purpose, I'm here on purpose, so I got out of my car, and and this story is not going to go exactly like maybe you think it is. But I got out of my car, and there was a young lady that was in a van, had uh, T-boned another car. And she got out of this van, and she kind of walked over and sat down on the curb. And I'm like, okay, I'm here on purpose. I'm here on purpose. You know, so I walk up to this young lady. I'm like, are you okay? And she looks at me like, you know, I was an alien or something. You know, she's totally in shock, has no clue, you know, doesn't even know what happened. I'm like, are you Okay. She's like, yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'm here on purpose. So I like racked my brain a couple of times. I'm supposed to say something powerful. You know, she's not dead, so, you know, she's not dying, so I can't like pray her through to the sinner's prayer. I'm supposed to say something important to her. So for a second I thought and I looked at her and I, th- I said, hey, uh, if you got anything personal in your car, you need to take it out because when, when they take your car to the junkyard or wherever, man, somebody's going to rip off all your stuff, Okay. She, she looked back at me like, huh? And I'm like, uh, I'm going to pray for you. And I look around and, I mean, this just, so I got back in my car and I drove away from that. And I'm like, uh, you know, kind of felt, you know, goofy. I'm like, okay, you know, I, I tried, you know. Okay, cool. So I got on 75 and come down. And I don't even know if the pastor remembers this. I got home and, or I got back to town. We had gotten talking. And he said, hey, or I think I told him that, that I saw this wreck. He said, what? wait a second, are you kidding me? I said, no, man, I pulled up, man, and it just happened. He said, you'll never believe this. He said, well, you went to leave, we were hanging out, you went to leave, and he said, I had the Lord drop down in my heart to, to tell you to be careful that, that there was danger out there, you know, something like that. But he said, you got away too quick, and I, I couldn't tell you. So he said, the only thing I knew to do was just pray and trust God that it was going to be okay. When he, when he told me that, it was like this, this supernatural, incredible thing that happened. I, I believe, you know, if, if it wasn't supernatural, then why'd God lay it on the pastor's heart to pray about it? But I got there and I knew that I was there on purpose, but I, the purpose was that I wasn't there at the, at the right time. There, you know, I wasn't there at that strategic moment where the wreck was. I should have, I should have been in the middle of that. I, I was in danger. But God laid it on our pastor's heart, and he prayed, and things were moved and changed. Now, I want to tell you that God is mighty, that he's strong, and, and, and he moves and works and, and, in a spiritual way. Like I said, this world does not dictate to God how things are going to go. God has the ability to move and work right in the middle of it. He has the, the way to be moved supernaturally. You know, he had, doesn't have to just deal with and bend to everything that happens here. God can move in beautiful and wonderful ways. I know that you've been there. Have you ever got the call? You know, there's a, a lot of times there's a call associated with crazy stuff that happens in life. You, you missed a call. It was a call that, you know, your spouse said, hey, we've got to talk. Or you got a call from the doctor your boss or something like that. And instantly you think, oh no, what, what's going on? And, and go to prayer and pray and pray. And only to end up in this situation and hear something has worked out miraculously. That's the awesome, incredible God that we serve. And for us as, as young adults, we have to understand that we have to live in that place. We have to live in a place that that's supernatural. We're not called just to be here and to go through the motions and and say, Oh yeah, I'm a Christian, and not see this move in our life where miraculous things happen. God is incredible and, and God is powerful. We get the call a lot here at the church. Something's happened, some situation has taken place. I've been called to, you know to go to the hospital and meet somebody, and and there's tons of times, you know, you can find me in the car, and I'm like, okay, you know, I'm on my way to this place. Turn on radio, I, I you know, I, I just don't need any distractions, I just need to pray, because you're going into situations that you, you don't know what you're going to find, and, and you're like, God, I just need you to do something, and, and I don't even know what it is, but God, I pray that you just intervene in this situation and, and do something wonderful. I can't tell you how many times that you know, people come back to the pastor, and they testify, thank you so much for being there, you just had the, the, the right word, or man, that prayer, man, we prayed, and, and God moved, he did something supernatural, and changed the situation, touched my life. I've been there, and, and and walk away from a room, and man, it's like a victory for me, when I felt God, and I felt, you know, like something was accomplished, man, I walk away, and I'll walk right out in the hallway, and I'm like, yes, yes, clap my hands, and you know, whatever. I'm sure some people look at me and be like, Okay, he he must have just had a, a baby or something like that because he's celebrating either that or he's, something's wrong with him. But anyhow, the supernatural work of God should be in our life. We serve an awesome and incredible God and his mighty work should be inside of us and it should be all around us. We're called to be agents of a supernatural God that wants to show the whole world about who he is. Right. We live in, in a world, and, and I've got a little setup here that I'm going to work with. It's not like a, a weird drama or something I'm going to do. I'm just going to talk about these chairs. We grow up in a world where, where it was more, more like this. This is how it kind of, the view of, of the world and God used to work like this. People would see God sitting on a throne, and because they wanted to be rebellious or do their own thing, they're just like, I'm just going to stay away from God. I just want to stay away from him. No, I'm not going to go to church. I don't want to read the Bible. You know, I just want to do my own thing and not feel bad about it. I'm just going to stay away from him. So that's kind of how our view of God used to be. And in some respects, it still is. But there's a new idea in town. There's a new way of looking things. The world likes to take stuff and, and, and make it common. Take a supernatural God and who he is and pull him down and make him just like everybody else. There are people in the world that are happy that, that you're a Christian. They're happy that that you know God. But what they want to do is they want to say, oh, the Christian God, okay, you got, you guys got your version of me, hey, that's cool, I got my version, it's cool. We want it to be friendly, like, there's a, there's somewhere, there's a club of gods sitting in a half circle. And, you know, somebody leading the group's like, oh, look, we've got a new God tonight, this is the Christian God. Look, he's, he's welcome here with the rest of us. Excuse me, excuse me, Muhammad, bump over here, brother, we've got to get another space for the Christian God. They want to take God and his power, his supernatural move, and they want to push him down into something small and something just simple, something natural. Well, we'll explain it away. We, you know, psychologists say everybody needs to, to believe in a higher being. So you got your version, I got mine, here we go. There's all kinds of gods around the circle. And the circle is actually really big because everybody can have their own God now, and it's it's cool. You make him up, and boom, right there he is. But I want to point out the obvious to you. Anytime that somebody somebody comes up with their God and their version of it, he's not God at all. You know, the very definition of the name of God, if we can control him and manipulate him and decide who he is, then he's not God. But, but if we'll, you know, in some circles are like, hey, you call him God, that's cool, he can sit with us because, you know, that's who you are. That's who you've made him to be. I don't want to tell you there's a a strong contrast between these two points. The world wants to take God, God. God of the universe wants to take him and pull him from his throne and put him in the circle. Hey, sit down here, God. Sit down here. You're just like everybody, all the other gods. Come on, sit down here. Just shut up and sit down here so, so you can listen to us and we can tell you who you're supposed to be and what you're supposed to do. Take the supernatural and turn him into just the natural thing. And it's it's just it's just crazy. Because we'll live in a world that that believes in good works and they can do awesome things and serve and you know, kumbaya and everybody just gather around the circle together. But that's taking God and putting mm-hmm. him in some powerless box and making him subjected to this world and God will never do that. He will never do that. We've got to be submitted to him, letting him be the Lord and the God of our life. He's got to be on the throne of, of who we are. And man, God is so wonderful and so incredible, so awesome. He comes into our life because he wants to show you how incredible he is, and he wants to show this world who God is. But we have to be careful because the pressure's on us. There's a pressure out there from the world. There's a pressure to just let it be your religion. Just shh, just be quiet about it. Let it be your religion. Everybody's got their religion. And if we're not careful, we fall right into the pressures of the world and we just we just let it be our religion. We just let God all knowing, all powerful, all incredible, we just we just let him be our religion. The pressure's on. You know, God's really been dealing with my heart. and I'm thinking about, you know, those trips to the hospital. I've really been touched in my life and challenged. You know, when I go into my world, I don't want just, to just go with me. I don't want to just go with a, with a nice saying and a smile on my face. I want something more than that. I want to take a supernatural God with me into every situation because I know he wants to do something incredible. He wants to do something amazing, and he wants to use our life to do it. He wants to touch this world. He wants to show the whole world, this is who I am. we got to be careful that we don't fall under the weights of busyness and the weights of this life, that we, that we lose sight of who he is. I'm determined as ever before that I stay in tune with him in, in such a way that at any moment, you know, I'm 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 not the best at it. But but there's a lot of times I I'll get up and you know I've got to go to the store or, or I've got to do something. Some I'll be in the office and someone will come in. this thing goes off in my head, the spirit deals with me and and, and I'm like Okay, this might be the, this might be the time. I've, I'm going to give something to this situation. God's going to move through me and make a difference. Not me, but God's power and his work through me is going to make a difference. I'm looking to, to be his, to be his in the world that would change things, that would make a difference, that God would move in a beautiful and wonderful way. I want it to be supernatural. If it's just my abilities and what I can do, then then, ugh, I don't even want that. But I want something incredible, something that God can do, that can touch hearts and change lives, that can make all the difference. God is so good and and so wonderful. Isaiah 66 and 1 says this, Thus says the Lord, heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. Where is the house that you will build for me and where is the place of my rest? 1 Timothy 1 and 17 says this, now to the King, eternal, immortal, invisible. To God, who alone is wise, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. God is incredible, and the world needs Him. They need to see the supernatural works of God in this world. Like I said, there's so many times that, that you know... It, you get on fire, you get touched and, and blessed by God, and you're like, I want to make a difference, and you feel like you can go and, and do something and be his and really make an impact in the world, only to, over time, a few moments, a few days, you know, it seems like the world creeps back in. A couple of months ago, over here in our new ladies' restroom, I come in on an early 8.30 service, like, I don't know, 7.30, 8 o'clock, came in, Jim Long comes to me and says, we got a a water leak. There's water spraying everywhere in the bathroom over here. I'm like, what? The new bathroom? Oh, no. So, okay. So I walk right in there, fling the door open, and I'm like, okay, there's water spreading everywhere, spraying everywhere. And I'm like, what are we going to do? I'm like, did we try to turn the water off? No, it it wouldn't work. So I'm like, (laughs) I took my shirt off. I'm like, well, I'm going in there. I'm going to stop this water somehow. So I looked, and here there's a valve underneath the, underneath the sinks. So I turned that off, and there water spraying everywhere. So it stopped, but the, there was that deep of water in this brand-new bathroom, and I'm totally panicked. I'm like, the, the new bathroom, you know, the new building. Huh? So I grabbed a squeegee, and I just start shoving water towards this drain. And I just shove it this way, and then while I'm doing it this way, the water's coming back around this way. Like, jump over here, and, you know, jump back and forth. I did that for I I don't even know how long. But it seems like that our relationships with God and the world are the same way. You know, just when we make some clearance and clear out of space, here comes the world rushing back in. We find ourselves in those places so many times. I want to challenge us tonight, a a couple of things that, that we'll get to here in a moment about what will make the difference and keep us in a, in a place where we'll be protected, protected in our hearts, to keep the world from rushing back in, so that the supernatural can take place. Let's let's jump back here and look at the uh, look at our scripture that we started out with. Very cool. It says, John ten, John ten, verse seven. It says, Then Jesus said to them again, Most assuredly I say unto you, I. I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. Now, I just want you to to think of God as he is described in scripture. You know, we, we read a couple there talked about how, how the earth was his footstool. That he's, he's his love and who he is is basically you can't even measure it. It's so incredible and so wonderful. And I think about us, and I think about how supernatural and how incredible he is. I think about the eternal God and and our mortal heart. And I'm like, how? I don't even understand we're we're so sinful and, and we're so you know complicated. Why do you even pay attention to us? You know, and I I know Scripture lends itself to asking those same questions. God is so incredible and he's so amazing. I'm like, how in the world could you get, and trust me, this is figurative, you know, I, I ask myself, how could God get so small to care about each one of us? How could he, how could he, his incredible, massive supernatural being that he is how could he get so small to touch my life that he would even care yes. but through his love he sent a son a man and, and I want you to see something that 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 I hadn't thought about it a whole lot isn't it cool that God set up a situation to send his his only begotten son that if we if we if we would uh, confess our sins, we would call him our Savior, ask him to forgive us of our sins, ask him in our life. We would have this connection with the supernatural God and, and look at some of the ways that he describes it. Jesus says I come to the door and knock. God loves us so much, so massive, but he's able to come in and be on our level so much that He, he literally has given each one of us an individual invitation. Yes. We've all we've we either feel it or we felt it and in and in, in, in responded. We've let God, who's incredible and amazing, we've let Him into our hearts and our lives. And see, He doesn't just He doesn't just come and say, "Okay, there you go, you're you're forgiven." Okay, now, like the pastor said this morning, He doesn't just check your receipt and then boom, you're on with life. And you know, I'll see you on the other side. God bless you. He doesn't work like that. Check check this out. This scripture it goes on that says. In verse ten, it says, "The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and destroy." He said, "I have come that you might have life, and that you might have it more abundantly." Now, now this is this is crazy. This is crazy. It starts out. It says that you might have life. I did a little research and looked that you might have life. He's when he says it the first time, he's basically talking about. Uh, Like the effect of sin on a life, he says he gives a life that replenishes that, that restores that, that brings you back to a place of health. You know, kind of like starting you over. But then, he says, and I'm going to give you life more abundantly. Life more abundantly. I I got to thinking about that and I looked that up. And and the particular scripture here, when it says abundantly, it means beyond. Okay, he says, I'm going to give you life and I'm going to give you life and something beyond. I'm going to give you life beyond. I'm going to give you something beyond life. I'm like, man, that's incredible. Naturally, our first instinct, and we know it's eternal life, something beyond life. But he, he's encompassing a whole lot of things here in this one, one scripture. He's, he's talking about uh, more comfort than we could ever imagine in a normal life, more uh, resource than we could ever imagine in a real life. He is saying stuff that's beyond this world, beyond this life. He said, "We're gonna, I'm going to give you supernatural things. I'm going to give you stuff that the normal life doesn't, doesn't get. It's not, it's not uh, privy to just everybody, but I'm going to bless you, and I'm going to give, and I'm going to take care of you. I want to do the supernatural in your life. He wants to do the supernatural for you. He wants to turn situations that, that in this world, they would be hopeless, hopeless. They would seem like an end. They would seem like this is it. He wants to turn those things around. He has the ability to take care of your situation. And not only that, to do something supernatural inside of you, but, man, he is going to show the world, look who I am. Look who I am. Look what I'm able to do. Life and life more abundantly. But see, again, the world pressures you. Hey, be your Christian thing. Do your thing at church on Sunday, but just keep it there. Just let that be it, and if we're not careful, we'll just be saved, and we'll just float through life, but man, there's more, there's more life to be had that God wants to give you, and he wants to bless you with, and he wants to raise up people that, that wake up every morning, and they're praying about it, they're expecting it, they're finding God real in their morning, in their noon, in their night, and he wants to move and show himself wonderful and do something incredible. It wants to do awesome and mighty things. So, okay, the world comes rushing in. I talked about the, the water. Because we'll have, we'll have a great service tonight, but the, but the world is waiting on us to come rushing back in tomorrow. How do, we, how do we secure ourselves, so to speak? Maybe that's the wrong way to say that. But what do we do that helps to stave off the world from rushing right back in and keep us, you know, with our head down? I got to thinking about it, and this could go a a million different ways, but I want to talk about just three things. The first thing is this. I gotta get my other list of scriptures out here. The first thing is this is simply the greatest thing that'll keep you in a place that'll keep the world back and keep the supernatural going in your life is finding those moments where you're right at the throne. And we've talked about those all through tonight. Jesus came and made a way that we could go right in, we could go boldly before the throne of God, that we could have fellowship with him and interaction with him. And I think the reason why this is so important, a couple different things. Number one is a lot of times we feel like we're okay in life. We feel like we're all right. You know, we say around church, we say, Um, we say, I don't know what the world does without God. But I want to tell you, not to burst your bubble, but a lot of people don't get it. They don't know how bad things are, you know. In life, you know, they deal with struggles and they deal with tragedies, and they're going on. I don't know how they make it through, but they do. They don't realize who God is. They don't realize how much they need Him. Man, when you get into a place where you spend time with Him, one of the things that comes to the surface, and you understand how real and how strong and how incredible He is, and the reflections back on us how much we need Him. We literally are aware of who God is when we spend time with Him. We're aware God is there, He is there, and He's on our hearts and He's on our minds. And, and when we maybe we get away from closet time or time before the Lord. We're conscious of Him when we walk away. We feel Him with us. We get filled up with Him. And and like I said, this could go a million different ways. But we're transformed. The scripture, we get transformed when we spend time with Him. We become more like Him. We become more in tune with who He is. Acts 4 and 13 says, "Now Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, they perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men. They marveled, and then they realized... That they had been with Jesus. And seeing the man of whom had been healed standing with them, they could say nothing against it. There's an effect. When we spend time with God, and, and I'll jump through this here real quick. When we spend time with God, there's, there's an effect on us. That we're transformed and changed. And our whole outlook on life changes. We're more in tune with the spiritual. We're more in tune with who God is and the need that we have in our life as a way we protect and keep the world out from just coming right back in and blinding us right. from the world, everything we need. Another thing that I <coughs> want to talk, to talk to you about, the one way to protect is our relationship with him. The other way is holiness. Holiness will keep out the world's thoughts and ideas that will snuff out a, a vibrant relationship with God. Holiness, Hebrews 12 and 14 says this, Follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. And I, I want to just address this one one area when it comes to holiness. Our, st- our striving for holiness is, is twofold. One is, is that we can literally read the word of God, and when it says not to do something, we can be like, okay, I know I'm not supposed to do that, and I'm going to act accordingly. But we also know that the Word of God is alive. And when we get it inside of us, when the Spirit moves, when the supernatural happens, it changes the very way we think, the very way we look at things. And, and this is the big thing that I want to point out about holiness, and, and it's this. There's a lot of times when maybe things aren't right in our world. Maybe we're not doing all the right things. But, but we look and we say, well, I, I feel good. I feel like it's okay. You know, I had a good service today. We reason with ourselves, but we feel like we know that there's something that's a little wrong. Now, what I want you to see is what is wrong is the thing that's being done. But look, step back and look at it. When we compare ourselves to the situation or compare ourselves to the way we feel, man, there's trouble, trouble a-brewing. We should always look back to the Word of God, not how we feel, not how we uh, reason it out. But we should look into the word of God and say, God, show me holiness. I can't see you if I'm, if I'm not striving after holiness. If I don't have you working in my life, it keeps holiness, keeps the relationship alive where the supernatural can happen. The last thing is this. Like I said, there could be more stuff, but the last thing is this. You want to keep yourself close to God so the supernatural can happen. Number one is humble yourself. Humble yourself. James 4 and 10 says, Humble yourselves, therefore, in the sight of the Lord, then he shall lift you up. Basically, what this is saying is we should keep ourselves in a place where we understand our victory is God. If the good things are happening, it's God. God, you get the honor. Everything that comes our way, our deflection, is to him. If we can keep it, the, the, the honor going to him in our own heart and own life, we will always be aware that he's there and he will be taking care of us. We give him we give Him credit. It'll keep us in the right place where God can move because the worst thing that happened is if God's going to move in our life, if all of a sudden we take the credit for it, then psh, the good stuff is going to stop happening right away. God wants to move and work. And, and the cool thing is, and, and I want to just stress this real quick, and we're going to shut things down, is that God has the way... To protect you by allowing there to be brokenness in your life. If you look at the, the apostle Paul, Paul was the father of the modern church. He went from town to town to country to country setting up churches, setting up congregations. You know, he, he could correct people. He could guide this and lead that and do all these kind of different things. And God was using him. There's even scriptures that he, he would talk about, hey, if anybody could boast, I could. When he's talking about speaking in tongues. But God let there be issues in his life that protected him, brokenness that protected him, that the spirit, that the power of God could move in his life because he was broken and he had to have a dependence on the power. Sometimes when we're in situations when we don't understand them, God's allowing us to be broken, so we'll always call out to him. Right. Humble yourself. Humble yourself. These are just a few things that will protect a relationship where God can move in a mighty way. If you'll stand with me. know I've talked for a long time but I just I I want you to be challenged want us to understand that there's a world that's trying to box you in and say "It's it's just natural it's just this world it's just you know how you think and how you feel you know it's just a part of your life but it's no more than that there's a pressure there but I want us to be challenged to stand up and say, no. There's a God that's real and a God that's powerful. And I want to be one that will stand up and say, God, use my life. And, and somebody might in the crowd might say, Well, you're talking supernatural. You know, people are gonna get out of whack with that. You better be careful. No, it's not about getting out of whack. It's about being on purpose. It's about be listening, being broken at an altar. Letting God pour into you His love, letting Him direct you and say, "Go, take that, go pour that out somewhere." I'm leading you somewhere. If God's, I'm going to do something supernatural in your life. That's the challenge that's there for us. Maybe one of these areas that I've that I've mentioned. Maybe you find yourself struggling when it comes to holiness. Maybe your 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 time every day where you get down and find God. Maybe that you're struggling there. Maybe maybe you. You're too focused on yourself. Maybe God is speaking some of that to you, and I encourage you to to find a place to respond to that in your own heart. But I want us all to respond to the supernatural that we're going to move and live and and not be just black and white, just one layer. God's incredible. He's supernatural, and He wants to move in your life. I want to be challenged by that. Two two more things. Before we set people free to come into the altar. One is, is that God's power, His supernatural ability is right here, right now. And that you might be facing situations and you're saying to yourself, I I don't know. I, I can't go to the bank and get more money out. I I I can't, you know, go to my job and beg them to give me a raise. I can't do all these things. I, I just need something miraculous. God is here. He wants to touch your situation. He wants to bring a beautiful miracle and he wants to bless your life and he wants to touch this world with it. So if you have any of those kind of needs, we'll ask you to come to the altar here in just a second. But if you would bow your heads and close your eyes before we open the altar. God loved you so much that he sent his son to this earth to walk the streets To live life through situations. To see all these people that he was there to bring a message of hope to. Only to have them turn around and and put him on the cross. He died for their sins. And the amazing thing is is that he died for all sins of all men. Individually. That means the people that are in this room tonight. Jesus has an invitation for you. He comes to your life and he knocks on your heart. He says, I died on the cross for your sins. I was sent by God out of his love, and and I died for your sins. And I did that so that you you could ask for your forgiveness, so that you come back and have a relationship with this incredible, supernatural God that can turn your whole world around, to give you life, and life more abundantly. I believe that Jesus has given the Holy Spirit it's given Jesus a, 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 an invitation to come knock on your heart right now. If you're in this room and you need forgiveness, you don't have any kind of relationship with God, but you need to be forgiven of your sins and you, you want to have a relationship with God. You want to be clean when you walk out of this house tonight knowing that you're going to have life and life more abundantly. If that's you, would you just raise your hand? Nobody's looking around. Nobody's going to bother you or tug on you. If that's you, would you raise your hand? And just say, hey, I, I'd like to pray. There's three. Is there anybody else? There's three folks. Is there anybody else? There's four. Is there anybody else? You, you want to make it right. You want to get things right. You've lived as much as you can live in this world. There's five. You've lived as much as you could in this world and you're kind of over that. If you put your hand up, you can put it back, you can put your hand back down. There's five. Is there anybody else? right we're going to pray and all of us are going to pray together And when we pray we want you to pray with us not that not that the uh the power is necessarily in the words but it's in the willingness of your heart to confess that you're a sinner that jesus is a savior and you believe that he did come to the cross and die for your sins when you accept him into your life as a sacrifice and lord Your life is going to be changed. You're going to be saved. You're going to be on the beginning. You're the first step into a relationship with God where He's going to move in your life. If you would pray with me, please repeat this. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I feel the knock on my heart. I feel the invitation of Jesus. And I'm responding. I open up that door wide. I admit that I'm a sinner, that I need a savior, and Jesus, you're that savior. I believe that you died for me, and you rose again for me. Now I give you my heart, and I give you all of my life, and I ask that you would bless me with life, and life more abundantly, in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Let's celebrate,
4: let's celebrate. Wasn't that a great message? Wasn't that a great message? I want us to be dismissed together in prayer. I'm going to ask you to come. You're going to walk out anyway. So I want you to get out. Meet me in the altar really quick. Everybody, not just the 35 and yonder, but everybody. Come and meet me in the altar. I love to come to the altar. I don't have a problem coming to the altar. don't be shy either, come on, move in here, (laughs) come on, get a little closer, get a little closer, all you down the aisles there, that's good, yeah, come
3: on, that's all right,
4: Richard, thank you, thank you, I think the way the spirit of God moved in this place, and then to bring that truth, and put that, that's like eating at a big buffet, isn't it, it's like eating a good dinner, and God's touched us tonight, and blessed us, It's been a great day. When you had those five to this morning and then to yesterday's jail ministry, we're looking at, what, 43, 44 people saved over this weekend. Isn't that great? I would say this has been a good weekend for Jesus. Amen? Wow. If we could just find about five more, we could say 50 people came to Jesus. So so if you need to get saved right now. Wait, 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 minute, Cindy, I know you're not really saved, you know. <laughs> Just kidding, playing around. Cause it's been a good day. God's touched us and I wanna, I wanna add to what he said only one thing and I want you to watch, watch. I was reading ahead while he was preaching and I kept thinking about that, that hireling. I kept thinking about the thief and the robber. You know, they're everywhere, they're all over the place. They come in the church, they, They're people. I mean, it's like people everywhere. And when the Bible talks about the thief, you know, it's referring to 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 so many the hirelings, people that are used. I mean, if I was a good devil, which I'm not, you know what I would do? And I'd do Seth. I would bring a bunch of. I'd hire. bunch of folks to walk in church and be hypocrites liars cheaters I'd hire them to sit right on the pew right next to you I'd hire them I'd put them to work I'd want them to be where you work I'd want them to be where you live I'd want them walking down your street I'd want them to be your best friend I'd want them to pour into you all the things that have caused you to be weak and to feel like you can't get it together. I'd wanna to make you weak in the spirit, weak in the flesh, I'd wanna make you weak in every way that I possibly can. I was reading that and I was thinking, God protect us from the hired hands. Because ultimately, you know, some, you know, there's always a big debate about whether the thief is the devil or it's people. It's, it's people, it's talking about robbers and thieves, but it's also, think about it, they're hired hands from the wolf. If you read on down there, it talks about the wolf and the hirelings that are working for the wolf. So it ultimately comes back to the devil anyhow. The devil hates your guts. He wants to take your faith away. He wants you to miss the trumpet. He wants you to get totally off, off kelter. He wants you to not understand this truth. And he wants you to get so off that you can't really focus on nothing. I, I, I get so tired of the way the devil tries to mess up faith. God made it simple. He put a synagogue together. He put family and brotherhood together. He put all of us working together with many gifts and all of us coming together to make a whole. He's made it really simple. Gary does what he does. I do what I do. We're both called to do it, and you are called. Every one of you are called to something amazing. You're called, and you're gifted, and you're given something. Don't let anybody come along and sniff out your gift and try to take it from you. Stay strong. Stay very strong. Don't let the enemy come along and sneak into your life and make you powerless. He'll get you off in some corner somewhere where you're just all twisted up and you're not part of the body. You're just like your own little thing. Man, we belong as part of the body together. I need you, you need me. We are working together, amen? So we need one another. Once again, put that hand on somebody's shoulder. You need somebody. You need them. ain't no devil in hell there ain't no liar no cheater no robber no thief nobody coming to take away what God is putting in you I'm praying for strength for you grace for you I'm praying that God will will give you such an amount I'm praying man Bucky, that God will make you superman that that supernatural power that he was talking about tonight that that'll be living in and through you it doesn't take a special person for God to use it just takes an available one How many are available tonight? Say amen. Father, right now we come to you. We thank you for what we've heard today. We thank you for the fruit, Lord, of your word over this weekend from the jail all the way to the to the altars here in this church. I thank you, God, for people that have come tonight to receive you. I thank you for those many that came this morning to, to see you. I thank you, Lord, for those that are that are the, the, the ones that were touched in the jail ministry that were have received you as their savior. I thank you for this. But also thank you, Lord, for these young people, these young adults and these adults and these young people, these people that are gathered together in your house on a Sunday night I pray over them, I pray strength over them, grace over them, mercy over them, power over them supernatural guidance from your Holy Spirit so they'll be able to sniff out the enemy no matter where he lurks whether it's in the friend's voice that's pouring into us or if it's in the the hirelings, the wolves the the thing that's out there that wants to destroy us most of all that slew foot liar themselves. God, I pray for supernatural power and strength. Let your work be accomplished. Let your work be done. God, make men and women of God out of this group stronger than they've ever been. They may have served God for 50 years, but I pray that, God, they'll be strengthened with might on the inner man. And I pray it tonight as we leave this house. God, I pray that they'll be anointed everywhere they go. That they'll, God, touch hearts and lives everywhere they go. They'll have supernatural encounters at the water cooler. They'll have them, God, wherever they're working, wherever they're going. Lord, if they're they're going to a restaurant tonight after church, let there be a supernatural encounter. Let us be always aware of what you're doing. Because we don't want to walk in weakness. We want to walk in strength. Give us that ability tonight as we are filled with your spirit of fresh and new. We pray for one another. I pray God in every life, in every heart, a beautiful outpouring of your Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And we give you glory and honor and praise. And we thank you because we are empowered. We're empowered for your spirit. We're empowered, God, for your service. And we're gonna go and be the church because God, the church is not a building. The church is the body of Christ. And we are moving from this place to go into our lives we'll come back again and we'll receive our strength we'll receive our word we'll receive the instructions from our shepherds and god we will move forward now into this week empowered and ready for your coming most of all and for your work and your will everywhere we go in jesus name we pray and everybody said amen amen i want you to amen give it up praise god now I want you to find about, oh, let's say eight people, eight people that you can shake their hand, learn the name, hug their neck, tell them that you love them in Jesus and you're so glad to see them and they have a great week this week. God bless you. Come back Monday night for Celebrate Recovery, Tuesday night for youth, Wednesday night Family Life Night right here at church, Thursday night Esperanza, and then we start all over again with another weekend. God bless you. Thank you.